worthy to be praised and adored. Hallelujah. Our God is ever faithful. He's ever good. Amen. Hallelujah. It's been wonderful worshiping God. Amen. It's only those who know who God really is to them that can worship Him even in the midst of their situations. Amen. Tonight, by the grace of God, I'll be sharing something with us. And um, I trust that the Holy Spirit will help me in delivering what He put in my heart tonight. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we want to thank you. We bless and extol you. You indeed have been so good, so kind, so wonderful, so merciful, so rich towards us. And this we appreciate, Father. We want to thank you for another time, Lord, of us gathering together, Lord, to fellowship with one another. It's always a wonderful time, Lord, when we come together like this, Lord. Because we know the Lord, you are ever ready to pour out your heart into us, Lord. And tonight, Lord, we've come with an open heart, Lord. We ask, Lord God Almighty, that you will deal to us, Lord, your rich feast of food which you have for us tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we declare that we are willing, Lord, to eat that which you have provided for us. We are willing to drink of the new wine that you have for us tonight, Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and we give you glory. We thank you because our lives, Lord God Almighty, Lord, will be transformed, will be changed, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' holy name, we have prayed. We want to welcome those who are also fellowshipping with us online. We trust that um, tonight, God is going to speak a word to you too in the name of Jesus. I want to share with us this evening on uh, coming to the place of divine knowing. Coming to the place of divine knowing. Um, God has been so good to us, so loving to us in the house uh, by giving us his word day by day, uh, week by week. He's been giving us his word in the house here in every in in, in, in all dimensions and um, I believe that his word that has been coming forth to us we believe in those words amen amen our faith is linked to those words but there's a place of coming you know a place of uh, uh, divine knowing where it is not just uh, that the word was preached to you or the word was taught you but you come to that place where you yourself knows like that woman in the book of um, uh, John chapter 4 uh, the Samaritan woman whom Jesus uh, ministered to at the well of uh, Samaria there you know um, after Jesus had spoken to her and she had come to see or to realize that this person is not an ordinary person. This could be the Messiah, you know. And the Bible says she went into the city. She went to call, I mean, lots of people. 
she told them she told them everything that Jesus Christ told her and it's like she was also saying could this be this, the Messiah and uh, when they heard all the things that she told them uh, the Bible says that uh, many of them believed but you know uh, when they went out to meet Jesus and they sat down with Jesus themselves and they began to hear him speak they began to hear the word from his mouth the Bible says that that you know they said something that uh, we believed before because of what you said but now we no longer believe just because of what you said but because we ourselves we have heard him there is a place where you know you come where you hear God yourself where you hear Jesus yourself amen and I think that I mean that's the place where Jesus uh, in the book uh, in in a uh, in a uh, 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 the book of proverbs speaking through the mouth of um, uh, the writer of the book of proverbs said that those who come to his doorpost waiting on him to hear whatever he has to say he said those ones they are blessed amen when you come to that place where you hear him personally Yeah, you hear him personally he speaks to your heart he speaks to your spirit man it's no longer this is what the pastor said it's no longer this is what was preached amen but you come to own the word yourself amen at that point there's nothing that can move you amen nothing that can move you when you come to that place and that's why you know tonight i want to share on that coming to the place of divine knowing there is a place of knowing by social media and information and it, or education amen you know you could google a lot of things and you could know so many things uh, like my husband is almost becoming a medical doctor you understand through some things <laughs> you know he, a lot of things he reads wide you know he has before the doctor could say this you know he will tell them this tell them this, he will say this, he will say that and you know sometimes I'm amazed at the understanding, the vast knowledge he has when it comes to that line Amen, so there's a place of knowing by you know social media and whatever, information education and whatever, the things you've been taught, you know whatever but what we are talking about tonight is the place of divine knowing, Amen and that takes place in your heart Amen, it takes place where? In your heart not in your head. It takes place in your heart, not in your head. And that's why the scripture says that we should guide our heart with all diligence. For out of feet flows what? The issues of life. It takes place, that place of divine knowing, it takes place in your heart. It is the place of where you come to a, 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 a full persuasion concerning the things that God has spoken to you. Amen. A place of conviction. A place of total assurance. Now I want to say this. That you cannot come to that place on your own. Amen. We see um, when Jesus was talking to his disciples he was asking them that what 
do people say or who do people say I am? And the disciples began to say different kinds of things. Some people say that you are Elijah. Some say that you are one of the prophets. Some say that you are this. He said, he now asks them personally, but you, who do you say that I am? Who am I to you? And I think that that's the question, to, you know, tonight for some of us. Who is Jesus to you? Who is God to you? Amen. David, we read a lot of his Psalms. It goes on to say, the Lord is my shepherd. He is the stronghold of my life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. For you, who are you saying God is to you? Amen. That's a question for each and every one of us to answer. Have you come to the place where David also came to? Where he said that, before he said that the Lord is my shepherd, I don't believe that certain things went on through his mind. Amen. He must have been ruminating through the words of God. He must have been ruminating or meditating on certain things that God has told him. And at a point when he could no longer hold, you understand, the things that were going on on the inside of him. David brought it forth as a psalm and he began to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. When we make those declarations, do we say it with the conviction or the full persuasion that David had when he wrote down these things that we are reading today. Amen. The place of divine knowing. You and I must come to it. We are even when you are sleeping and perhaps woken suddenly you can say, just like David said, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And those things did not just come by ordinarily. David was a man who continuously spent time with God. Amen. He communed with God. Our pastor shared with us the other time we saw it, how David you understand, inquired of the Lord at every point in time we'll go before the Lord, we'll say Lord this, it is like relating with a friend, relating with with, 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 with like a, 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 a very close person your parent, maybe your child or, you, do you understand? that's how David related with God they didn't relate with God like some of us today relate religiously. Amen. And that's why some of, we know some of us don't, we, we, are, we don't come to that place where we really know Him. Amen. I know we sing a song. Um, uh, the song goes that some say He is this, some say He is that. But you understand? I say this. Amen. Some of us, when I talk about knowing him religiously, we just relate with him as 
you know, God that you had, one heavenly being that is big is there, but you are not close to him. The goal and the essence of this teaching tonight, or this preaching tonight, it is to draw you closer to God. Amen. It is to draw you close to God, to his word, so that you yourself can know him on your inside. Not because somebody said that God is good. <laughs> Amen. But you know that you know that you know that he's good. You know that you know that you know that he's faithful. And that's what makes us think in the times of adversities. When the going goes tough, you can still stand because you know. Amen. We see lots of people in the scriptures who the reason why they could go through the things they went through was just because of the divine knowing that they have on their inside. And I'm going to mention someone that's the person of Paul. Amen. Paul went through lots of adversities. He went through lots of challenges and troubles. As a servant of the Most High God, there were different things he went through. But you know, he could stand strong and he could stand firm because of what he knew. Because of what he knew. Paul wrote most of the, uh, um, the epistles. And um, if, especially if you go to the book, okay, I mean that one was written by John book of John. If you go there you'll see John talks a lot about we know. We know. We know. Amen. If you read the book of Romans you will see a lot of we know. We know. We know. But you see these things did not just come ordinarily to them. If we look at John in the land of Patmos the Bible says that you understand the spirit took him up. Amen. He said the spirit took him up and began to reveal things to him. Amen. The things that he received were the things you understand he wrote down and brought and today we are reading. Praise God. I want to say this, that we cannot come to the place of divine knowing without the Spirit of God. Amen. You can't come to the place of divine knowing without the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And that's why when Jesus Christ was leaving, he did not leave. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. Amen. He said he was going to give us the comforter, the helper, the Holy Spirit to be with us forever. Amen. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was going to do something, was going to teach us, was going to reveal things to us. Amen. Was going to guide us. And which the Holy Spirit is doing today. Amen. And I want to say this, that your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you shouldn't take it lightly. Majority of us relate with God the Father, God the Son, but we leave the Holy Spirit out. Because we are like, okay, the third person of the Godhead. Sometimes, you know, some of us feel that it's not necessary. If I talk to God, I've talked to the Holy Spirit too. 
But I want to tell you the truth that the Holy Spirit is a major force or a major key to our knowing. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and we are going to take a few readings from there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to read from verse 9. It says, However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has really given us. Amen. I would like to read um, I would like to read from the Amplified let me read from the Amplified quickly just give me a moment the Amplified says uh but just as it is written in scripture, things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him, and who gratefully recognize the benefit that he has bestowed, bestowed. For God has unveiled them and revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things diligently, even sound and measuring, the profound depths of God, the divine counsel, and things far beyond human understanding. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? So also no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things really given to us by God. Amen. It's only by the Holy Spirit that you can come to the place of knowing. Amen. And um, I want to say this to us. Bible says that by the Holy, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we may know and understand the wonderful things is freely given to us. Sometimes when the Bible talks about the things freely given to us, the first thing that you understand, uh, maybe houses or whatever, those are not the things freely given us. Amen. Amen. God can give you houses because He says in the book in, in the Old Testament, He will give us goodly houses. Amen. He will give us vineyards we didn't plant, you know, and all that. But that's not what he's referring particularly in this place. What are the things that are freely given to us? Salvation. Amen. He has given his salvation to us. Amen. 
God has given his salvation to us, Jesus Christ. He gave him to us. The Bible says in the book of John, it says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Nothing was made without the word that was made. But if you go to verse, I think 14, it says that the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. God gave us his salvation. Amen. He didn't just give us the salvation, but he also gave us his word. Amen. His salvation is his word. Praise God. Praise God. And that's why when, they, when, when you first hear the, 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 the gospel, they, 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 they give your life to Christ, it is the gospel, it is the message of the gospel that you hear. Amen. That's the word of salvation. Praise God. So the things to be freely given to us is salvation, his word, and he also has freely given his spirit to us. Like I said earlier on, Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as offerings. I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit to you. Amen. He gave us his spirit. And when he gave us the spirit, he didn't give us the spirit just so that you understand. We can say, I have the Holy Spirit. There was a purpose for the giving of the spirit. Amen. So that it can help us to live the life, the new life that we have in Christ Jesus. He gave us the Spirit so that the Spirit can guide us into His truths. All His truths. Not some, but all His truths. He gave us the Spirit so that His Spirit can reveal to us the things, you understand? Like we read in this uh, uh, first Corinthians, the things that He has freely given to us. The Holy Ghost has not been given to you so that you can say that when they are asking, oh, oh are you filled with the Holy Spirit? I say, yes, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. He gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can witness him to people. We can be witnesses of Christ Jesus. That's the reason he gave you the Spirit. So begin to engage the Spirit. Begin to, I, 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 do I use the word? Begin to make use of the Spirit in you. Amen. Amen. The Spirit that has been given to you is for a purpose. He did not give you that spirit just to say that you have a title, spirit filled. But it's so that the spirit can walk inside of you. Amen. You and I cannot live the Christian life or the, 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 the faith life that we want to live on our own. In the book of Zechariah, it says that it's not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit. The Bible says that the flesh will give birth to flesh. But spirit will give birth to what? Spirit. If by the flesh you try to accomplish, you understand, your work with God, all that it will give birth to is the flesh. Amen. But if by the help of the Holy Spirit residing inside of you, you work with God, the produce, the product, what will come out of you is the Spirit. Amen. So it's important that you know the things that have been freely given to you. We have mentioned that one of the things freely given to us is salvation, 
the word of God, the spirit. You can go back to the scriptures. Go read the book of John. Sit down with it and you read and, 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 and feed on it. You will see lots of things that the Holy Spirit will do for you. Amen. Will do for you and in you. Praise God. It is the Holy Spirit that works in us both to will and to do of His good place. You want to do the will of God? Then engage the Holy Spirit. Amen. Engage the Holy Spirit. Begin to commune with Him. Begin to fellowship with Him. Begin to relate with Him. Begin to talk with Him. And then it will amaze you. Uh, you know, the wonderful things that will begin, you, you begin to walk in. The things that begin to come out of you. Amen. Engage the Holy Spirit. Then another, some, some other things he has also given to us is his covenant. Amen. He's given his covenant to us. I want us to turn our Bibles to the book of um, um, uh, Ephesians. He's given his covenant to us. The other day, Papa was sharing with us and I told him, I said, I didn't have I mean, I've, I've been reading that scripture, but I never saw that, that scripture. Isaiah 59, and I think verse um, 21, where God said that his spirit, whom he has given to us, and his word, amen, that he has given to us, must never depart from our mouths, amen, and the mouths of our children. But let's go, I want to look through um, Ephesians this evening. Ephesians 2, and um, verse from verse 11, I think we'll read to verse um, 11. Okay, when I get there, we'll stop. Amen. So from verse 11, it says, Therefore remember that formerly you who were a Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the, uns the circumcision, that done on the flesh, in the body by the hands of men. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise. I want you to note that. We were foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 19, it said, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. What I want to establish there is that we were without covenant. Amen. But when Jesus Christ came and gave his life for us, he brought us into the covenant. Amen. God gave us his covenant through Jesus Christ. Amen. And part of the covenant um, is uh, a covenant meal, you understand? We see the covenant meal that we take. The bread and the wine. Amen. The bread and the wine. That's our covenant meal with God. Amen. Every time you take it, remember the covenant. Amen. You don't leave as someone without the covenant. We are covenant people. If we walk in understanding of the covenant that God has given to us, I tell you so many things that we encounter will become ordinary. Amen. But the reason why those things look uh, uh, mountainous and whatever before us is because we do not have an understanding of the covenant that we are walking in. 
And Papa was explaining to us the other day that the covenant is a spirit on us and his word in our mouth. Amen. A spirit on us, a spirit in us, and his word inside of us. That is his covenant. Amen with us. Amen. So if we walk in the understanding of the covenant, the devil can mess you around anyhow. He can mess you around. But you are tossed here and tossed there. The, all those things look like mountains and whatever because you do not have an understanding of the covenant. Or even if you have an understanding of the covenant, you are not engaging the covenant. Amen. We saw David, when David was going to face Goliath, we saw him the way he spoke. You know that this person knows the covenant. He knows what he has. That he's a person, a man, a person of covenant, and he engaged the covenant. He said, who is this one? He said, confess this one. That he should defy the armies of the living God. He was speaking out of revelation. Amen. While the other men stood there, they also had that covenant. But because either maybe because for lack of understanding of the covenant or lack of uh, 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 um, uh, um, uh, what do I put? They, they were not utilizing the covenant as they should. Because of that, they stood and Goliath could say anything to them. The moment Goliath came out and spoke, every one of them, you know, they retreated. Situations come. And then the next thing you start crying, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm tired of this. Why should you be tired of the situation? Then we come for the sake of the word that has been given to you. Amen. A lot has, we've been loaded with so much this year. From last year, entering into this year, God has given us different ways. You think the enemy is going to sit down there and fold his hands and say, just, oh, just keep enjoying the word. He's going to come. I want to tempt you. He's going to come and, and try to attack you so that you can fall. But you know what? We are not going to fall. Amen. We will be like David who rose up and said, who is this uncircumcised victory? What is this uncircumcised situation that is before you all that is before me will become a plane. Amen. I was sharing with a sister yesterday. I said something. I said, you know, I, I, when, when I don't, you know, one of the things that could make her, the world unproductive, especially for those of us who understand who are pastors' wives, is when you become too familiar with pastors. Amen. Because you can just say, it's not my husband that is speaking. I know him now. Remember Jesus Christ. The Bible says he could do, he couldn't do much miracles in his hometown. Why? They were familiar with him. Is this not the carpenter's son? We know him. Is it not Jesus? We used to bring cheer to our house. So, too much. But you know one of the things I've learned? I've learned to, I, I don't, when he stands at the pulpit here to minister, I don't see him as just my husband. Amen. 
I see him as a prophet of God. Amen. And therefore, I don't joke with any words that he says. Praise God. Every word that has come forth to us from last year into this year, I go back to them, I sit down with them. I, how many of you have gone back to listen to those tapes? How many of you have gone back to listen to those tapes, those messages? That you want? I know there are a few people who have, you understand, who have done that. But majority of the people, you are waiting for another word to come. Go back and listen to the things that were spoken before. Amen. Go and sit down with them. Your miracle will just be in one of those messages. Am I talking? Go back and sit down with them. Go. Take the, the messages are on YouTube. They are on Facebook. Go back. Key in into them. I go through it and see the views. And I know you understand. Lots of people are not going in there. Go back. Stay in it and read. Open it. My data will finish. If your data finishes on you listening to the word of God, cry out to God and say, God, I need, I need, I need more data. Amen. You will be surprised that somebody, if genuinely, sincerely, in your heart, it is for the sake of learning, it is for the sake of seeking God that you are doing it. God is going to raise up help for you. Amen. You just see somebody come up and say, Hey, bro, hey, sis. I just sent him your understand to so, so whatever into your hand. Amen. Let's go back to those words. Let's go back to the teachings. He's giving us his covenant. Don't take the covenant lightly. You are a covenant child of God. Go and sit down with the covenant. Meditate on the covenant until it becomes a reality on your inside. People who understand covenant, if you have an understanding of the covenant, you don't walk like a mere man. We saw the Gibeonites. They knew what covenant was, even though they were unbelievers. Amen. That's why they came up, they had seen several things going on, and they knew that these people that have, these people have a covenant. They are covenant people. And so, they, 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 even though they are, I mean, they are whatever, at the initial whatever, their actions was deceptive. But you know what? God respected the fact that they came into covenant with Israel. Amen. When they faced a battle that was, that looked, you understand, more than them, they called for their covenant partners and God honored them. Amen. get back. Go. These are things that are freely given to us. You didn't buy it with money. Amen. You didn't buy it with money. Lest you say that, oh, it is because the amount they placed on it was so and so millions, I could not afford it. Freely given to me. Freely given to me. The covenant. Another thing that he has freely given to us is his name. Amen. His name. He freely gave us his name. The book of John. Let's look at John quickly. I'm going to read it to you so you know that he freely gave that name to you. You can use the name of Jesus Christ anytime, any day. As long as you are a child of God, born again, filled with the Spirit of God, 
you can engage the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. John chapter 16, and I'm going to read from uh, verse 15. No, 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 not John 15. Okay, John, John. Okay, John 16. Let's look at John 16, yeah? Verse 23. It says, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. In my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive. And your joy will be complete. So we see he has given us the power of attorney to use his name. Amen. Let's look at the book of Mark. Mark 16. Mark 16. And I read from verse 15. It says, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. In my name. In his name. He gave us that name to make you know. Go ahead and use the name of Jesus. Amen. He says anything. You know, I love that, that, that portion that in that uh, uh, um, John 16. I think it caught my attention so much. He says that if we ask anything, anything means anything. Amen. He says, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. My father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Whatever means whatever. Amen. That's why nobody should toy with a child of God. Amen. Whatever means whatever. Whatever. What is that thing that you want to ask? He said, ask in my name. Don't say it's too big. Don't say it's too small. He says, whatever. Ask in my name. Somebody's troubling you. And you are cowering. And drawing back because it's troubling you. Ask in my name. If you ask that the Lord should trouble that person, the Lord will trouble the person. Whatever, ask in my name, the Father. And that Father is also our Father. Amen. He's our Father now. Ask, but in the name of Jesus. He will do it. Nothing is too difficult for him. That situation, that thing that you are desiring, ask in my name. He will do it. I think somebody's going to ask God for something right now. Amen. Somebody's going to ask for God for something right now. I want you to open your mouth in the name of Jesus and ask that thing. There is faith in the atmosphere this evening of the Lord. Whatever it is, he said, whatever. Ask 
Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive it. I want you to ask tonight that thing, whatever it is. Don't say it is too big. Don't say it is too small. He has said, oh, I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to test the Lord. Jesus is not asking you to test the Lord by asking whatever in his name. He said, ask and you will receive. I want you to put out your faith tonight and begin to ask the Father, whatever it is, whatever it is, ask and it will be given to you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, as your people ask you tonight. Whatever it is, Lord, that they are lifting up their voices to you, Lord, and asking in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we'll receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare that it is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You have the name of Jesus. He has given you his name. And another thing he has given to us, he has given us his faith. Amen. Isn't it amazing that he has given us his faith? Amen. The Bible says that he has dealt unto us the measure of faith. It is his own faith. Not our faith, but his own faith. He gave it to us as a seed. Amen. Amen. He dealt to us the measure of faith. But you know what? That faith that he gave to you, it's not enough that you just have that faith in a seed from below. God wants that faith to grow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's given us freely. We didn't buy it. We didn't pay anything. Did you kill any ram to get the faith? No. No. That day when you said, Jesus, I believe what you did for me on the cross. I believe that you are, you are the son of God. I believe you gave your life. You died for me. You rose up for me so that I could live a new life. I believe. I believe you are the son of the living God. As you believed in your heart. Hey. He gave you the measure of faith. Amen. Amen. But now it's not enough that that faith is just in a measure. You want that faith to grow. Praise God. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to nurture the faith that God has given to you. You need to feed that faith with God's word. That word that he has given to you is what you use in nurturing the faith that is given to you. Amen. That faith is given to you. The Bible, Paul was talking somewhere. He said that we haven't the same spirit of faith. Amen. You nurture that faith with the word of God. And that's why you cannot say that, you know, you sit down down and there's nothing for you to do. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was talking to my, my niece this evening. She was watching a film. And I said to her, I said, I said, you love watching film. There is no time that I see you on this phone. It is film. It is film. Ah, no. I used to, I used to also listen to preaching. I said, I have never seen but the one that me I have seen with my two eyes, it is fame. Bone video. International fame. I said the day I see you listening to the word, I will still comment. Amen. Let me see you. 
Ah, I don't do it. Eh, I don't have to do it where you are. I said, do it where I am so I can see, so I can comment. Amen. You don't have to do your faith in the height. Praise God. Let it be seen. Faith can be seen. Am I telling lies? Faith can be seen. So what am I saying? Get into the Let's turn our Bible to the book of Psalm 119. I love that um, what um, David said there. You know Psalm 119 uh, was one of the, the Psalms uh, that uh, David um, wrote and very powerful. Psalm 119, I think, is from verse 11. Oh, let me read from verse 9. So how can a young man keep his ways pure by living according to your word? Amen. You want to live a pure life, you want to live a holy life, you want to live a true life, you want to live a life of integrity, you want to live rightly, whatever it is, the only one way is by living according to God's word. Amen. God's word is what sets set the standard for us. Not your pastor. Amen. God's word is what sets what the standard for us. Verse 10, he says, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart. You see that? I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all your laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. That statutes there talk about the word of God. Amen. Amen. So don't look at it as one big English and think that it is one monument that is erected as a statute. Amen. Praise God. I meditate, verse 15, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Amen. I want to pick out about how many things there in that psalm. The first key thing he says is, I hide your word in my heart. How do you hide the word of God in your heart? Through meditation. Amen. We've been taught over and over again how to meditate in God's word. You sit down, consider the word, roll it over in your heart, speak it, say it, and say it, and say it, and say it. You see, the, the, the Muslims... They took what God gave to us and they used it. Amen. And it's working for them. They take, have you ever seen a Muslim sitting down chanting with his whatever? They keep chanting. They say the same thing over and over and over and over and over. When you keep saying something over and over again, it will register in your spirit, man. Amen. Amen. I don't want everybody to know that I'm a believer. Let them know. Praise God. Go ahead. Meditate in God's word. Speak the word. Say it. Look at what David was, was saying here. He said, verse, 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 um, I want to go quickly there. Verse 13. He said, with my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I recount it. I keep saying it. I keep declaring it. I keep speaking it. I speak the word. Anywhere I'm going, I'm speaking the word. I'm saying the word. And I think in the book of Deuteronomy, God tells us that his word should not depart from our mouth. We should say it, write it on, the, the, on your door lintels, write it there, 
write it on the wall. When you lie down, speak the word. When you sit down, speak any anywhere. When you are going out, speak the word. Amen. Don't let the word ever go out of your mouth. Amen. He spoke to told Joshua. He said, "This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, for you shall meditate in it day and night, day and night." You say, "Oh, it's only in the morning," but God said, "Day and night, and day and night consists of 12, 12 hours." Amen. So that is to say, 24 hours of the day, you should be speaking the word. You should be meditating on the word. You should be thinking of the word. When you are thinking of the word, you have no place or room to begin to think of what somebody else is doing somewhere. Am I talking? And if you don't have time to think what somebody else is doing, you don't have time to pick offense. She looked at me like this. Is it not because you saw her? If I'm there, my eyes, you know, the, the book of um, uh, is it Hebrews chapter chapter uh, uh, 12. It says that fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. If your eyes are fixed on the Lord, you won't see what that person, the eyes that that person used to be looking at you. Praise God. Meditate on the word. Chant the word. Chant the word. I mean, I, I remember, I recall, I think I haven't done that uh, in this uh, area where we came, but in this area. But I, I do that when I'm upstairs. I do that when I'm upstairs. Even though my up place there is not so big for me, but I could walk up and down. You know, I could just walk up and down and chant the word and speak the word. But I, I, I recall, like, when I was we were at Akobo, going to work, I take some walk down, you understand, to get to the bus bus uh, stop to get a vehicle and when I'm coming back again you understand I come late in the night and the whole place is like quiet and when I'm walking I'm walking I'm chanting the word I'm speaking the word I'm declaring the word you can I don't even see who is passing beside me are you getting me I'm just speaking the word I'm declaring the word I'm speaking the word and Papa has told us even you understand when he was when he first got to Kano how he will walk long distances all he's doing is speaking the word declaring the word they need to say you are a mad person. Be mad for Jesus. Amen. 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 Speak the word. Don't be ashamed of speaking the word. Don't be ashamed. Say, declare it at all times. When the word begins to work for you, the people who are probably saying that something is wrong with you, they will be the ones that they will come and they will say, please, Show me what to do. Amen. Amen. He says that he, he, he recounts the word. Let's go back to it. I'm picking out some things there from that Psalm 119. He says, with my lips, I, I, I recount all the Lord. That he says, I rejoice in following your statutes. Be joyful in the word. Amen. When you find, he says, as one who one rejoices in great riches, or in great spoils. When you find a word that thrills you, a word that catches your attention, I, you should jump up, you understand that the word, and rejoice that it's, it's, if you found uh, gold at your the back of your house, what would you do? What would you do? You'll be excited. You'll be excited. You, you, you want you. You want to go look for something, you understand? And quickly go back. Like Jesus was talking about the man. He says if somebody loses something, 
or finds a great treasure, he goes sells everything that he has so that he can purchase, you know, the treasure that he found. But many of us don't even rejoice at the word. Sometimes when we teach some of to some some of some of us the word, you don't see excitement, you don't see joy. It's like just say what you want to say and let me go. There should be excitement. Amen. There should be excitement in you at the word of God. Whenever the word comes forth, whether it's personally in your closet, you are studying the word, joy should bubble in your heart when you find the word. Amen. You say, I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your principles. Talked about that. It says, and consider your ways. Consider your ways. That's part of meditation. You consider the word of God. You take it, you look at it. What is it saying? What does this mean? Amen. When Jesus said this, what actually you understand? Is he trying to say? I've been meditating on John 4 for some time now. The discussion between Jesus and the Samaritan woman, I've been meditating on it, meditating on it, and some things are coming in my heart. Amen. You see, when you, the, the only way that revelation can come to you is through meditation. Am I talking? It is, true, it is true meditation. As you meditate, as you ponder the word of God, you just see something will just pop up on your head. What you didn't know before, you just know it. Amen. Go and sit with the word of God and consider it again. Read it over and over again. Lord, what were you saying here? What do you mean here? As you are saying it, you are probably also praying in the spirit. You are praying in the spirit. Amen. You just see some things will well up on your inside. Praise God. Praise God. And lastly, in that, um, in that uh, uh, part, portion we are reading, it says, I delight in your decrees. What does someone say? He said, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or else sit in the seats of scoffers or delight uh, or stand in the way of sinners but his delight what he delights in is in the word of God what are you delighting in? some of us delight you delight in, in social media when you see some of them carrying hey ka, 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 ka. You, you know you see them they will be but when it comes to the word of God, it says, I delight in your decrees. That's where I am, I, I find excitement. That's where you understand my, my heart gets thrilled. I delight in your word. He said, His delight is in the word of God. Whatsoever such person, the one who delights in God's word. Anything you lay your hands upon to do, Bible says it will prosper. It says, I will not neglect your word. I want to say, do not neglect the word of God. Amen. Amen. If to neglect the word of God is to neglect your victory, is to neglect your success, is to neglect your life. 
because that word is your life. Amen. And I'm sure that many of us here, we don't want to neglect our lives. You do all manners of things to sustain this physical body. Meanwhile, the main one, which is the spirit man, you neglect it. Some of us look good on the outward, but our inside is so lean. Enrich your spirit man. Amen. Enrich what? Your spirit man. Praise the Lord. Enrich your spirit man. Don't neglect the word of God. What physical food is to the physical body is what the word of God is to our spirit man. And we know that the spiritual is what controls the physical. Feed your spirit man with the word of God. Two things I've mentioned tonight. If we are going to come to the place of knowing, first and foremost, by the spirit of God. Amen. The second one is by faith. Amen. By faith. The Bible says, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done talking tonight. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews 11 and I think verse 3, it says, by faith, we understand. If you read the Amplified Version, it says, by faith, we know and understand that the words were, 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 were framed by the words of God or by the commands of God. Amen. You come to that place of divine knowing by the Spirit of God and by faith. Amen. There are more to it, but for tonight, what I just took, if we can live by it, I tell you, you will be a transformed person. Amen. You will be a changed person. People will come and say, what did you do? Please, can you come and tell me? Because your life will be so rich. Amen. Papa said something, that revelation is the key. It, it, it delivers key into your hand that will open doors. There are many things that you are struggling with, but if you come to the place of knowing, which we could also say the place of revelation, there are lots of things that will be done. Let's bow down our heads. talk to God based on what you've learned tonight we cannot come to the place of knowing by ourselves but by the spirit of God I want you to talk to the Lord and ask for the help of the Holy Spirit tonight that the Holy Spirit will come he will help you God has given him to you to help you he said when the Holy Spirit is come he will help you he will comfort you. He will guide you into all truth. Go ahead and begin to ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to begin to pray tonight and receive tonight the spirit of faith to be active inside of you. That the spirit of faith will be active on your inside in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, because, Lord, by your Spirit, Lord, we get to know, we get to understand, Lord God Almighty, the things that you have freely given to us. 
Father, we thank you for the things you've freely given to us, your salvation, your word, your spirit, your name. Lord, we thank you. You've given us your faith. You've given us your love. Father, we thank you, Lord God Almighty. You've given us your covenant, Lord. Lord, we receive these things, Lord God Almighty, by faith, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we receive grace tonight, Lord, to begin to engage ourselves, Lord God Almighty, in the spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus, to begin to engage ourselves, Lord. Lord God Almighty, in the things that you have freely given to us, Lord, to engage your name, to engage your covenant, Lord. We receive grace. We receive grace. Oh, to walk in your covenant, to live by your covenant, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we receive grace, Lord God Almighty, Lord, to, oh Lord, live by your word, to meditate on your word, Lord God Almighty, to, oh Lord, recount your words day and night, Lord. We receive grace tonight for each and every one of us, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. We receive these words, Lord God Almighty, Lord, Father, Lord, to abide in us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, and and, and we, as these words abide in us, we declare that we also abide in these words, uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, Lord, because these words, Lord, 